0: Albert Einstein wisely said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. You have unique skills and a unique purpose. Everyone does. Unfortunately, we live in a world that dishonors or turns a blind eye to so many beautiful gifts that those whose gifts are outside of the quote-unquote norm, are ostracized, left out, devalued, or grow up with a feeling that they're supposed to follow this particular life path that's been decided for them. And then those gifts go unused and they live their life swimming against the tide or try climbing a tree when they're a fish. I'm here to remind you that those gifts are part of your purpose those gifts that, have, that you have been conditioned to believe are burdens or weaknesses are actually incredible strengths and benefit the collective. By the end of this episode, you're going to see that your unique energetic blueprint is the map to your truth and personal power, your inherent abundance, and your soul's purpose. And you can use this map to navigate any obstacle in life with confidence. You are listening to the Confidently You podcast. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I'm a communication and embodiment coach with a purpose to help you start reclaiming your truth with confidence. I'm obsessed with helping you transform your life by pushing the boundaries of what is possible by exploring the edge of your consciousness. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to master your energy, how to manifest with it, and choose adventure amidst life's challenges while overcoming unconscious self-sabotage. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something that you can learn. And with confidence, you can communicate anything into existence that your soul is destined for. So if you love personal development, spirituality, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming Confidently You. Hello Confident Soul! Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. And I am so excited about today's episode because let me tell you, this episode has been one in the making faux show. <laughs> I actually tried to write and record and publish this episode last week, but Every time that I sat down to do it, the energy was lost. I was getting so frustrated. My energy was calling me to do other things. And again, I found myself getting frustrated and getting bitter because all I wanted to do was get this dang episode out. But the stars were not aligning and that's just not the way it was uh, supposed to go. I guess I, I realize now looking back on it, that um, while I was trying to get that episode last week, I was really coming from this place of, I need to publish a podcast episode once a week. People are going to forget about me and they'll stop listening to my show if I'm inconsistent and then my message will go unheard and I won't be able to help anybody. And so you can imagine that 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 uh, kind of thought process has an undertone of desperation. <laughs> And um, I know that if I approach anything in life with an ill-fitting energy or an energy of desperation, that I won't get the results that I, won't, that I want. And I won't make the kind of impact that I want to make, because I don't want to approach anything with an energy of desperation, because you as the listener can sense that unconsciously. And your energy speaks for you. It it does so much of your communicating for you, which is why energy is the focal point of the work that I do. Energetics and uh, unconscious programming and confident self-talk. So... Today, because, um, well, because I've been really learning so much about myself energetically lately, especially as I learn to navigate what my energy calls me to do, I want to talk about energy today. And so, we're going to talk about energy, about what it is itself, and we're going to talk about how to recognize energetic patterns and i'm finally going to introduce you to human design i am this is what i am most excited about is introducing you to human design and i'm just going to throw out this little message here that i might not publish an episode every week anymore in order to maintain integrity and authenticity because Sometimes I simply don't have the energy to create an episode every week and that's okay. At least the episodes that I do put out will be my best effort and my most authentic self because I'm really doing what my energy is calling me to do and you'll learn a little bit more about why that matters for me in particular as the episode goes on when when I share a little bit about my human design with you. Yeah, so let's just dive right in, shall we? So first let's talk about what is energy. I've used this word probably on every single podcast episode, right? (laughs) Energy is just totally my jam. I love talking about it. I love relating things to it. Um, So I thought I'd throw out the definition of what it is finally, in case you are not aware. Or if maybe this is your first episode, then let's talk about what is energy. Very simply stated, Energy is the ability to do work. And energy can exist as lots of different types, lots of different categories. Um, There are, I mean, that there are lots of different categories that energy exists in. So, for example, there is potential energy, there is kinetic energy, which is movement, uh, thermal energy, which is heat, electrical, chemical and nuclear, etc. I'm sure there are more kinds, but those are the only ones that I could think of. And the kinds of energy that are relevant to you as a human in your body are all of the ones that I said except for nuclear. <laughs> and if nuclear is somehow related to your, our human biology, then somebody please send me, somebody please email me an article or something because I would love to educate myself because I don't know how nuclear energy would be related to the body, but hey, you never know. I'm always learning. Um, but the biggest ones that you might hear, freak, uh, you might hear me say frequently are potential energy and electrical energy, because when I think of human energy, these are the first two that come to mind and spark an interest in me. And everything is energy, everything. I don't know the exact number, I want to say it's like 99.999% that is energy, and that 0.001% is actually physical matter, and everything else is empty space. And so when you look at an atom, or a molecule rather, there is only like 0.001% physical matter inside of a molecule. And the rest is empty space that has a bunch of atoms moving around. And so in this center where these atoms are moving around, this is a center of energy because the atoms moving are this energy. So if you put this in layman terms, you could compare this this, this difference in size, this 1% of matter to 99% energy, you can make that comparison of a peanut compared to the size of a baseball diamond. That is the difference. A peanut is how much you could, is how much physical matter would be present in an entire baseball diamond. Okay, so if you were to compress the entire matter that is in the universe, it would be able to fit inside of a cube of sugar because there is so little, little physical matter. And so like, how do we interpret this? Because obviously we see physical objects in our reality, right? We don't see empty space. We like, I'm touching my desk right now, right? That is a physical object. It's hard, right? It's not empty space. Like it doesn't appear to be. Well, what happens is your brain makes an interpretation and translates that small amount of matter into a 3D object that you perceive to be a solid piece. Or else we'd constantly be falling through things and our life would be so fucked if we couldn't see things, right? Or if we didn't see things as solid pieces. And so each piece of matter vibrates at a certain frequency and creates an energetic field. So for example, when you sit on a chair like how I am right now, Or when you sense things in your reality like touching this desk or I'm looking at my computer screen right now my brain is decoding a repulsion of that energetic field so when I'm sitting in my chair the chair has its own energetic field and my body has its own energetic field and I'm experiencing a magnetic repulsion of those two energetic fields colliding and so I therefore do not fall to the floor so that is like my brief summary about energy. There is so much to talk about here, so, so much, but I'm going to keep it simple and leave it at that for now. So, now I want to shift things towards potential energy now that we all understand what energy is. And you, as a human, are potential energy. You are a living, breathing, walking form of potential energy and part of how you function is through electrical pulses in the body and remember that electricity is a form of energy so 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year you are experiencing electrical energy in your body whether you're aware of it or not And mostly not because a lot of these processes that are going on in the body are unconscious. So that's 95% of the processes that are going on in the body we are not aware of. And this is how your brain communicates. Your brain communicates through electricity in the body. Through like neurotransmitters and hormones and whatnot. And this communication has a pattern to it. The patterns... Follow a blueprint that your body was born with. This is called your energetic blueprint. You can think of it as a roadmap that shows you how this energy travels through your body and how that energetic pathway affects you on a personality level, on an energy output level, your emotional disposition or how you attract certain types of people, or how you attract opportunities, and ultimately how you manifest your life. Most of us are not aware of this information. Heck, before this episode, you may not have even known that your body works on electrical energy, and that's totally cool. That's fine. We're all learning here, right? But you know how as you get older, you realize that most of the major lessons or Nuggets of wisdom that you learned in life were not in school. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Why couldn't they teach us taxes? Like, for real. That would have been so helpful to learn in school, among all of the other things that we should have learned in school, but we didn't. There is so much that we didn't learn in school and so much value we miss out on that prevents us from truly thriving in life. And that's why I'm here. I want to show you how much energetic potential you truly have and guide you to truth and personal power because those two are greatly interconnected. I want to guide you to abundance. I want to guide you to your soul's purpose. This, my confident soul, is human design. I have been looking forward to talking about this on the show for so long and now the divine timing feels so damn right. So good. I just feel so good talking about this. I am currently a self-taught human design reader as many of the human design readers out there are. I love this subject and I am so passionate about it um, that I consider my study time to be my leisure time. Like, I want to read these books, I want to soak up all the things that I can every time that I do a read for someone, because we're all unique, right, and there's like a billion different chart combinations, so I couldn't possibly have them all memorized, Um, so I'm constantly studying it, and every time that I do a read for someone, I love studying about this person and learning about how you can integrate all of this information and get this great picture about who that person is. And I study this every single day, and I'm so happy that I have this platform to share this wisdom with the world. And this beautifully aligns with my sole purpose. I feel like I was unconsciously in search of human design, really. It wasn't until I found it that I realized that this is exactly what I have been looking for, without even knowing that I was looking, if you know what I mean. like It just sort of materialized in my life, not realizing that I was looking for it, and then I found it and I was like, huh. I have needed this for so long. And I'm disappointed that I didn't know it earlier, but so happy that I have found it now. And I'm a highly intuitive and empathic person, which you can also see that in my chart. And I know that I have found the right niche for me because it comes so naturally to me. I Feel everything I learn makes so much sense. And it's simple for me to interpret because it's something that I understand on an intuitive level. Human design, that is. And I think everyone has a skill like that. In fact, I know it because this is what your chart shows you. Shows you what your inherent gifts are and shows you where you're gonna you're gonna learn and take in some wisdom in your life. And it gives you your strengths and energetic potential. As we were saying, that humans are walking, talking, energy, ener- energetic potential. And you find this out um, by the interpretation of your energetic circuitry, as I mentioned before. Like your human design chart is a depiction of your energetic circuitry. So your chart looks like a bunch of geometric shapes uh, that also have channels and lines and numbers, circles, and planetary symbols. It's highly detailed and ultra-specific. The most respected people in the human design world say that human design is a lifelong journey and you never stop learning and you never stop studying. And one of my favorite things about human design is that you learn your truth. And your truth lies in your personal power, which we're going to get to. So what is human design? Human design is the study of how we are all different. It is the science of differentiation, science of differences. And what it does is that it gives you your energetic blueprint, which is essentially a roadmap or owner's manual of how to use your energy as it's designed. So to explain what I mean, I'm going to give you a metaphor. Let's say that um, we're comparing a cheetah versus an eagle. And let's say that that you identify as a cheetah, or you were raised as a cheetah. You were conditioned to behave as a cheetah. So you're running around and you're, chasing animals, and you're climbing trees, and you're doing shit that cheetahs do, but you know, you know, you can't run as fast as the other cheetahs, and you know, you struggle to climb those trees, and you're not that great of a hunter, right? In fact, you don't really feel like a cheetah at all. You know, you've been raised to be in this cheetah world, and you really just don't feel like you're a cheetah. And then one day, Somebody plants the idea in your mind that, well, maybe you're not a cheetah. What if you're an eagle? Huh? (laughs) What if you're an eagle? What if you're meant to fly? What if you're meant to be a bird of prey? And what would happen if you actually stepped into that and started behaving like an eagle? What would happen for you? Well, you'd probably live a very different life. You know, you'd still be out in the wild, still be a carnivore and, you know, all these things, but you'd be living life very differently. And I say this because too many people are walking around trying to be a cheetah when in actuality they're an eagle or they're a horse or a fish. That's obviously oversimplified, but I hope it begins to paint the picture of the point that I'm trying to make here is that, you know, if we all try to be cheetahs in the world, well, there would be a fuck ton of cheetahs and there wouldn't really be anything else. There'd be no diversity. There would be no, there'd be no diversity in the types of skills or the types of energies or the energetic potential for every being. Nature works on diversity. And so I'm here to show you that being different is actually Your superpower. So yeah, I hope you're beginning to see my point and I'm gonna paint continue to paint the picture for you as we go on. But my point is that with your energetic blueprint, you know, whether that be a cheetah or a horse or an eagle or a fish, with this energetic blueprint, you get to give yourself a permission slip to truly be yourself. To live life through your truth, with your personal power. Because the best way to maximize, optimize, and fulfill your energetic potential is to know how your energetic potential is designed to work. What if you're walking around like a monkey, but you're actually designed to be a bird? You could be flying, baby! But instead, you're eating bananas all day and climbing trees. (laughs) Okay, I can't give you a hard time for that because I love to eat, I would love to eat bananas all day. And sometimes I do. Just kidding. Well, sort of. (laughs) Now, of course, I'm using animals for examples in my metaphors. Um, This is to simplify what I'm explaining. Um, But human design is very individualized. There aren't enough different species on the planet to individualize this metaphor enough there are seven plus billion people in the world and maybe only six or seven of them have the exact same human design blueprint as you but then there's the environmental factor to consider which means that we are all truly unique because we are all we are all also shaped and molded by our environments despite the fact that we could have a few people in the world that have the same blueprint as us so don't you want to maximize how to be the true you? Maximizing the true you is how you live your life purpose. It's how you offer tremendous value to the world. It's how you live in abundance. It's how you it's how you live a life in your personal truth and power with confidence. So how does one navigate their chart to live this way? Isn't it complicated? Well, Yes, it's very complex. However, through the clients I've worked with, even knowing the first few basic pieces of information about yourself can be life-changing. You don't have to get complicated. I mean, you can, like me, if this is something that you really jive with and you want to learn more about, then yeah, absolutely get more complicated. But you can stick to the easy stuff and you can skim the surface and still notice amazing changes in your life simply by following your human design. And it's the easy stuff that we're going to discuss in this episode. But first, we need your chart. So to find your chart, visit myhumandesign.com or Google search human design chart and pick pick any site you find. And you can also click the link in the show notes to take you to a place to find it, which is going to be that myhumandesign.com. And so to get your chart, you need to know your birth date, your city or town uh, in which you were born, and your exact birth time. If you don't know your exact birth time, ask your mom or you can also YouTube how to use a pendulum to find your birth time. It is important to get the right time because the smallest changes of time can affect your chart and I've run into some boo-boos before with that telling people their incorrect design because they didn't give me an accurate birth time and well and all that just means is that you probably won't resonate with what's in the chart but that's okay um yeah so pause this episode and get your chart did you get it okay one more pause did you get it Okay, I know there was someone who didn't pause this, so I'm going to take a wee moment to tell you about a promotion that I'm having. I'm giving away a free full human design read. Um, That's a two-hour read that's going to show you how your unique, It's going to show you your unique manifestation style so that you can manifest with confidence, make decisions with confidence, and manage your energy with confidence. So to win this read, you need to be subscribing to this podcast. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at confidently.amber and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram story with a breakthrough that you have from this episode or any thoughts that you have or any feedback that you want to share on your story. I would love to hear it. So I will document this and I will announce a winner September 7th, 2021 for this free human design read. Okay, now did you grab your chart? Great. Let us take a look at what you see. You're probably seeing a triangle with a body graph in it that has a bunch of shapes, numbers, lines, and whatnot on it. You're also going to see a keynote section that highlights specific parts of your chart. You're going to see about six to ten different things depending on which site you visited, but the ones I'm going to point out to you are type, strategy, authority, sign, and not self-theme. And I'm just going to throw a little disclaimer here. I do have my window open, so I apologize if there is some noise going on in the background. I don't have air conditioning in my house, and it's hot as balls right now, and I really need the window open, so bear with me. You might catch a few crickets in the background, or maybe a semi going by or something, or an airplane, because I do live by the airport, but so... Apologize for that but let's carry on. So I'm gonna go through what each of those five things are uh, because I think that human design is really accessible to anyone and even just knowing these five basic pieces of information in human design can help you live a life with more purpose, with less resistance, have more confidence, so many benefits. And not to mention like conserving and managing your energy, that is Huge, especially for someone like me. I'm a projector. You will learn out what you will learn further on why that matters so much. <laughs> um, okay, but let's start with design types. There are five human design types, and th- your type is basically your energy type. So, or your personality, so to speak. I'm going to use that word very loosely. Um, but there are five human design types. In order, they go manifester, manifesting generator, generator, projectors, and reflectors. And to make this easier to understand, I like to think of these five different types as the different members of who builds a house. So you can think of the manifestors as the architects. The manifestors are here to be the cutting edge of the collective. They're the true entrepreneurs, the people that have the real vision for things that have never been done before. And manifestors really need to follow their intuition because when you're going into the unknown, a lot of people are going to like, you're going to get some backlash from that because people are not going to understand and they're not going to see your vision. And so that can be really challenging in this world. And manifestors make up about 9% of the population. So you can kind of think of the manifestors as the architect. So they're the ones that that uh, that design this building this home this skyscraper whatever they're the ones that have the vision for it and they're the ones that get it started so they're putting the plan into action by creating the blueprints um, or the design for for whatever happens but manifestors generally or architects generally don't build the house right like they pass it on to somebody else and that's what manifestors are really good at they are good at seeing the seeing the strengths of other people and they're good at delegating and passing things off so that they can go ahead and move on to the next thing and start something else that's new because they constantly are having new visions they're multi-passionate people and they often just don't finish things they're so excited to get things started they are the first domino that falls in the energetic domino effect of the collective okay um i was going to go through all of them but i'm just going to talk about manifestors first because i feel like i'm just vibing with manifestors right now so manifestors the first of the energetic domino effect so they are the fire starters get things started and then they pass the energy on to other people the other types which we will get into So manifestors, your strategy is to inform and initiate. So your strategy is how your energy is designed to work and to make decisions. I mean, you make like 60,000 decisions a day. Don't you want to make sure that you're making the right ones with confidence, right? Like you want to make sure you're making the right decisions. And so your strategy guides you on how to make those decisions with confidence that are in alignment with your unique voice and your unique energy. And your authority is kind of the flavor of how you make decisions. So managers have a strategy to inform and initiate and they might have some other authority that also also flavors that. So there's emotional authority, there's splenic authority authority. There, um, there's ego authority. There is, I think that's all that a manifester can be is those three, is those three types of authority. But so for example, I'm going to use, uh, emotional authority as the example throughout this whole episode, because there's like 12 different authorities and I couldn't possibly cover them all in this episode. That'd be way too overwhelming for you. So I'm just going to use emotional authority as the example for this whole episode. So let's say this manifestor, so their strategy is to inform and initiate, which is to tell other people about whatever it is that they're working on and then get things started. So it's important for manifestors to inform other people because they need other people to bring their projects to completion for them. So you need to tell other people what's going on and then other people are going to help you bring that manifestation to fruition. And your authority um, flavors how you make that decision. So again, using the example of emotional authority. So if you're an emotional authority, then that means that you need to wait until you come to emotional clarity before you make a decision, before you make a confident and aligned decision. So instead of just running out and about as soon as you get an idea in your head to go ahead and start informing and initiating, it's best if you wait until you've come to that emotional clarity first to make sure that you're not making a, a heated or a emotionally charged decision Decision. So again, that's just for emotional authority. There's like nine other different kinds. So if you don't resonate with emotional authority, or if that's not on your list, then then that's for another episode. <laughs> I'll talk about authorities another time. Um, the rest of them. But um, now let's move on to sign and not self theme. So a manifester to know um, their sign, your sign is basically a signature that shows you that you are living in alignment with your design and your unique energy. So this sign is peace. Peace. For manifestors, so after if you're a manifestor and after you make a decision that it brings you peace, you know that you're making the right decision, that you're on the right path, and that you're living the life by your design. And then the contrary, you're not self theme. So this uh, is a signature that tells you that you're not living your life by design. So a manifestor will feel anger. That is their not self theme. So anytime that you make a decision and it makes you feel angry, you know that that probably wasn't an aligned decision for you, and it wasn't the best um, wasn't the best decision. But then that's a learning part for you. So remember how I was telling you um, earlier in this episode, like making note, like noticing your um, energetic patterns? This is your indication of how to keep track of that. Is your sign and your not-self theme. So kind of like um, pinballing in between these two feelings or these signs, so peace and anger, uh, finding that balance in between there, or always striving to go for peace, That is how you're going to know that you are living in alignment and that's how you're going to help track those energetic patterns so that you can consistently make improvements in your life. And the last thing that I want to say about manifestors is that they are designed to work in cycles. They have spurts of energy that maybe they could work for X amount of hours at a time, but then they need to rest afterwards and really honor their rest. And then they can start again. So they're probably not designed to work a nine to, a traditional 9 to 5. And we'll talk about that a little bit after. But know that manifestors don't have that energy that sustains them to work for long periods of time like the other types do, which we'll move on to. So... The next type in the energetic domino effect are the manifesting generators, but I'm gonna explain generators first. They're next, uh, so that it's because manifesting generators are a blend between man manifestors and generators. So I'll explain generators first because it'll help you understand a manifesting generator better. So generators. Generators are here to be the workforce of the collective. They are the action takers of the collective and they make up about 35% of the population. And what defines a generator as a generator is that they have a defined sacral center. And this sacral center is like a rechargeable battery that when a generator is doing what they love and lights their soul on fire, it seemingly has um, uh, an endless charge to it. They have this abundance of energy and they're really here to get shit done. So if you think about the people that build a house, I'm using my metaphor here, generators are like are like the plumbers or the electricians or the, the sheet metal workers or the roofers, you know, all of these specific skilled trades. That is what you can think of as like a generator. A generator here is to get shit done and they're here to master what lights their soul on fire. So they're really here to master something and become very skilled at one thing. That doesn't mean that a generator couldn't be multi-passionate, but they're more likely to succeed in life if they really focus on one thing. And a generator's strategy, so how their energy works, is to wait to respond. A generator is constantly responding to everything in their life, whether that be something in their external environment, or it could be a thought that comes to them. Whatever it is, they're constantly responding to it. And generators work really well with yes or no questions because that's much easier for their gut instinct, their sacral, for their gut instinct to tell them um, what is good for them and what is not. So this is going to feel like an electrical charge coming from your gut telling you whether something is good or something is bad. And so when you wait to respond instead of initiating like a manifester, then you're always going to know that... um, you're, um, that you're on the right path because that is what you're designed to do. You're designed to respond. So your authority as a generator, so we can, again, use the example of emotional authority. If you're a generator with an emotional authority, then you res- you you wait to respond but give your response after you come to emotional clarity. A lot of generators do also have a sacral authority though. Only generators and manifesting generators have a sacral authority and that is their gut instinct. So it's spontaneous in the moment. They can respond right away and they don't have to wait to make a decision like someone with an emotional, uh, emotional authority. So the generators sign. So the signature that shows them they're living life by their design is satisfaction. So if a generator experiences satisfaction as a result for making a decision, then they know that they're on the right path and making aligned decisions with their energy. And they're not self-themed, so indication they're not living in alignment, is frustration. I find this particularly interesting because, like I said, generators make up 35% of the population and manifesting generators also make up the 35% of the population. And these two types have the same uh, sign and not self theme which is satisfaction and frustration. So 75% of the population becomes frustrated when they make... Uh, unaligned or misaligned decisions and generators and manifesting generals generators because they have this sacral battery they need to drain it before they go to sleep and if they don't so if they don't get enough physical exercise they don't sleep well and then they begin to cultivate these symptoms of sleep disorders that just so happen to match the symptoms of ADHD. Hmm. So I'm just throwing this thought out there that it's possible that if you are a generator or a mani-gen and you've been diagnosed with ADHD, I would ask you. Like, by no means am I a doctor. Let's just <laughs> let's just get that out there right away. But by no means am I a doctor. But I would encourage you to ask yourself: Are you getting enough sleep? Do you feel frustrated frequently? If so, what kind of decisions are you making? Do those decisions ever feel good to you? If not maybe we should look at your human design chart. That might be really helpful for you and could help you overcome some a lot of resistance that you are experiencing in life and that's holding you back from thriving. So that's giving me a nice segue into many gens, manifesting generators. So I'm going to talk about them next. So remember, these are a blend between the uh, manifestors and the generators. So many gens, as I like to call them, they are here to redefine what is realistic. Manifesting generators are the ultimate multitaskers. So they have the same sacral energy as a generator. So they have this constant energy to work, work, work and get things done. So they are also part of the workforce of the collective and they are the action takers of the collective. So, um, uh, let's see here. So manifesting generators... Um, Similar to manifestors and generators, a mani-gen's strategy is to wait to respond and then inform. So a mani-gen is a generator first and then a manifestor. So they first wait to respond to opportunities or whatever things happen during their day. So they wait to respond to whatever opportunities come their way and they either say yes or no. And then they inform other people that are going to help them bring that manifestation or that opportunity to fruition. So many gens, unlike generators, they don't generally finish things and they are not they don't master things either. You can think of manifesting generators as like a jack-of-all trade, master of none. They're highly multi-passionate people and always wanting to be and always want to be doing more than one thing at once. So my partner is a manny gen, also my son. And my partner, like I'll literally catch him doing like three or four things at once all the time. He will be cooking a meal while doing the dishes, while listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook and feeding our son. <laughs> like he can do all of those things at once and he's so good at it. He's so good at it. And at first, you know, that used to really annoy me that he was such a multitasker. But then I started to recognize like, wow, he's like a superhuman. So you can think of Manny Gents as literally like the superhumans of the collective. They can really do all of these things, but they don't often finish things. The so because they're so multi-passionate and they just they lose interest and that's okay it's okay for them to lose interest because they're already going to move on to something else and be great at it and do it fast so they're really here to do things fast and cut corners and find new ways to do things faster and do them better but sometimes because they do things so quickly that they um that they have to go back and fix things because they um, cut too many corners and missed important details. So you can kind of think of the many gens as the general contractors of who builds a house. So they don't specialize in any particular thing, but they have a lot of different skills and um, really enjoy utilizing all of them. So feed that into my metaphor for you. So, so far we've covered manifestors, get the energy started and then we have manifesting generators and then generators so now we're going to talk about projectors and hello i am your resident projector in the house i'm a projector and at first when i found out that i was a projector i was like really projector really that's me (laughs) i didn't like it i didn't like hearing about it um I don't know it just seemed very limiting to me but now that I've explored it more I've realized that I'm actually very limitless and I am designed for success but it just might take me a little longer than most people but I will do it in my time in my way and it's gonna feel fucking good when I do it (laughs) so projectors projectors are 20% of the population and they are here to guide the energy of the collective. They're here to help other people. They really have this sort of bird's eye view of the collective and they can really see other people's strengths and, um, offer advice when it is invited and, um, and really help guide the energy that the rest of the collective is navigating or working through. So projectors do not have that sacral energy like the generators and many gens do. So they, projectors are not designed to be the life the workforce and life force of the collective. Uh, Projectors are designed to work uh, in highly focused tasks and to work in short time frames. And so you can think of the projectors as like the site supervisor, right? So the site soup, he doesn't really you know get his hands all dirty and doing all of the work he's here to guide people and show people what to do and how to do it better how to do it more effectively more efficiently that's what projectors are here to do because we don't have that sacral energy we naturally are always trying to conserve our energy because it's limited and so we therefore become very good at showing other people how to conserve their energy So Projector's strategy is to wait for the invitation. And so this is what got me all caught up here. It's like, really? Like I have to fucking wait for people to invite me into a conversation or whatever the situation may be in my life where I have to be invited to like post on social media or like whatever it is. But after learning about it, that's not really how it works. Um, Waiting for an invitation is a way to protect your energy because projectors are naturally here um, to give excellent advice and be excellent guides for people. But if you think about it, people are only going to accept your advice and guidance if they are willing and ready to hear it. So that means they first need to recognize you as a projector for whatever it is your skill set is and then invite you to offer whatever advice or guidance it is that you have to offer. So when I was like thinking about this, you know, looking at it through a lens that this is a way to protect my energy, I went back and thought of all of the times that I tried to initiate something or really stick my nose in something where I knew that I had great advice to give someone, but knew that they didn't want to hear it. None of those situations worked out for me. And I actually found them incredibly draining afterwards. I feel like I just drained my entire energetic capacity because I tried to offer something to someone who was not ready to receive it. So it drained my energy. Whereas when I wait for an invitation and someone first recognizes me and then invites me, it opens up a channel for my energy to flow. And then my energy is received and that person is very likely to experience great results from the advice I provide, and that is part of what um, is my sole purpose. It is part of what drives me and is fulfilling for me. It is it's extremely fulfilling for me when I offer someone advice that was invited, and they experience incredible benefits from that advice that they receive. Which is why. So when I learned this about myself, I was already in my coaching business, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" That is so in alignment with what I am doing. I am so excited now that I am a projector. And so I, and then I learned that my sign or signature that I'm living my design is success. So anytime that I experience success or feel successful, I know that I am living within my design. I am literally designed to be successful, but I don't have that energy, right? It's slower. I have to delegate a lot. I have to hire people to help me get things done, or, and, or I just have to accept that things might take a little bit longer because I don't have. The energetic capacity to do the things that a generator or a mani-gen does. I just don't and that's okay because I know that when I do devote my focused energy to something, it's going to be bitching. It's going to be successful and it's going to be impactful. It's going to help people in the way that I want to help people. Whereas if I try to work like a generator or a mani-gen, Everything that I do is going to feel forced, it's going to be out of alignment, I'm going to meet so much resistance because I probably wasn't invited to do a bunch of things and I was just jumping the gun, not waiting for an invitation and that's going to drain me and I've been finding my life to be much more fulfilling and happy, peaceful, successful when I follow my human design, which is why I am sharing this with you because I've experienced um, so much more, yeah, happiness in my life. And I just don't feel like my energy is being lost anywhere. I'm always maximizing the energy that I have and I'm giving energy to people that actually want it from me instead of me trying to shove my opinion down someone's throat. I mean, I was never really like that. I was never like that kind of shovey type of person, but I certainly would try to speak up about something when nobody asked my opinion. And it's interesting now that I think about it um I was talking to human design a fellow projector um about waiting for the invitation and she was saying to me well I get what you're saying and I can see how that's really important to wait for the invitation and how you know things are better received when you wait for the invitation but what about times when you shouldn't wait for the invitation like when, you know, you're standing up for women's rights, you know, those women fought for us to, to have a voice and to have these rights. If it weren't for those women, we wouldn't be where we are now. And don't you think that it's our responsibility to continue that on? And I thought, wow, that is a really great point. And I'm really glad that you brought me up and it, it brought that up. And I guess this podcast is how is my way of telling her my reply to that, because I didn't have a reply to her for that right away. And I had to think about it. I had to come to emotional clarity. <laughs> I'm an emotional authority, so maybe that's why I use that as the example throughout this episode. Um, but yeah, she, she brought up a really great point point that really got me thinking and I thought, well, you know what? You are absolutely right. That is certainly something to, to consider and by no means would I change history because those women fucking fought for us, right? Like, I would not change that and I'm so grateful for that. But now that things are a little bit different and we're a little bit more evolved as a society, I would approach things a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. I think everybody needs to be heard and everybody has a message that needs to be received. But in my experience, if I try to force my opinion, whether that be for the greater good of mankind or not, whether I try to force my opinion on someone, It is much more received, better received if I can even solicit an invitation by simply saying, I'd really like to share my opinion with you. Do you have a few minutes or um, are you open to hearing what I have to say about that? You know, there are various different ways of phrasing this so that even though when it is something really important, like. Uh, standing up for Black Lives Matter, or um, Every Child Matters, that's a recent uh, movement that's going on here in Canada, if you're not from my neck of the woods. Uh, Every Child Matters, Um, you know, women's rights, uh, trans trans rights, etc. Like, if you're trying to have a serious conversation about that, and you're a projector, I'm recommending that you wait for the invitation, or you try to solicit it by asking someone if if you're okay to share your opinion because if you don't if you don't wait for recognition and an invitation it is going to drain you substantially it's going to leave you feeling bitter which is actually the not self theme of a projector is bitterness so you're going to feel bitter, and honestly, you're probably not going to make any headway. If you just try to have an argument with someone and just try to shove your opinion down their throat, they are not going to hear you. And this honestly, uh, this actually triggers another thought, (laughs) Uh, another thought that I forgot to mention before I started talking about all the, 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 uh, the types, is that Yes, you, you only have one human design type, so a manifester, mani-gen, etc. You only have one type. However, just because you're, say, a manifester, you may also have projector qualities, depending on other parts in your chart. So that's something that's really important to note. Because what I'm talking about right now, actually sharing opinions, sharing ideas, that is a projector quality. That means that if you're a generator, a manigen, manifestor, or reflector, which we haven't talked about yet. But if you are any of the other types, you still need to wait for an invitation before you can offer an opinion or an idea. So I hope you're hearing this. Instead, before you try to go shove your opinion down someone's throat, They need to be open to hearing it or else you're going to meet so much resistance and your auras are just going to clash when you have these interactions with people and then it's going to trigger your not self theme, whether that be anger, frustration, bitterness or disappointment. So this is why human design is so beneficial, beneficial, because as soon as I learned about waiting for the invitation, my social interactions completely changed, completely. I found myself disengaging from certain from certain conversations because I either knew that I wasn't going to be asked for my opinion or I knew that if I tried to speak up that it would ruin my evening because you no know, usually I socialize in the evening or it would ruin my day whatever it would ruin my day and because I would drain my energy trying to shove my opinion on someone when they were not ready to hear it and now I find okay if this is something that's really important to me I ask for the invitation or sometimes the invitation is energetically, um, energetically, um, implied, energetically implied. So they're waiting for me to speak. Like if I'm talking to a person one-on-one instead of a group and they pause, obviously waiting for me to talk, that's an invitation, right? An invitation doesn't have to be say, okay, Amber, it's your turn to speak, right? Like life doesn't work that way, right? So there's energetic invitations as well. Um... Yeah. Wow. I realized I went on a long tangent about being a projector, but I'm telling you, like I'm just, you can see how passionate I am about this. This has truly changed my life. And it also changes how my partner and I have interacted. So because Jeremy, my partner, he responds because he's a generator initially and then manifester after because he's a gen. Generators respond well to yes or no questions. So now I've started asking him instead, like, what do you want for dinner? Instead, I'll say, do you want pasta for dinner? Yes or no? And then he can tell me yes or no. And then he won't sit there for five minutes trying to think about, okay, and get frustrated because he doesn't know what to respond to because it's too open-ended. And now for me... On the flip side, he knows that he needs to invite me more and he also needs to invite me to rest more because sometimes I'm so conditioned by this by the 70% of the collective that's a workforce, that's an action taker. I've been so conditioned to believe that this is how we're supposed to work and that I often don't even recognize when I'm beginning to feel tired. I'm getting much better at it, much better. But he initially, when I first discovered human design, or we did, he began to show me like, do you need to sit down? Like he could sense my bitterness coming up or that I was feeling exhausted. Be like, do you need to sit down? Can I get you something to drink? You need a snack or something? You know, like he invites me or in social conversations, he'll ask me, Amber, what's your opinion? Like he'll be deliberate about it because he knows that if nobody asks me and I try to speak up that my voice is likely going to go unheard, especially this is amplified because I have an open throat center, which is deeper into human design. But Nevertheless, fascinating. It was completely eye-opening for me and so beneficial to hear about. So anyways, thank you for coming to my TED Talk about being a projector. (laughs) All right. Lastly, we have reflectors. The mere 1% of the population. Reflectors, you beautiful people. I've only had the privilege of consciously knowing one um, a good friend of mine, granted, I, I don't know everyone's human design, obviously, but, um, out of all of the people whose design reads I have done, uh, my dear friend, Aaron, is a reflector. And having the opportunity to sit down and learn from him after discussing his human design with him was absolutely fascinating. Reflectors, um, are very well, uh, well, uh, named, they are the cosmic mirrors of the collective, so they are deeply wise, deeply intuitive, and highly sensitive people. So reflectors are here, you can think of them as like the uh, the home inspector, so they're here to check the work of, of the house. I mean, I don't know if they actually have a home inspector when you build a brand new house, but in my metaphor, we do. <laughs> so they are here to be uh, yeah, the home inspector, to, to give um, perspective back to the collective to tell us how we are doing. What are we doing well and what are we not doing well? So you can kind of think of this as like the Mother Teresa, right? Or the um, Gandhi, right? I don't know if those people are reflectors, but they seem to me have that very reflector type of disposition. They're here to tell us what we're doing good and what we're doing not so good. Now reflectors. Reflectors do not have an authority. They don't have an inner authority. They only have a strategy because they are lunar beings. They are here to work in cycles and work with the cycles of the moon. So when they make decisions, because they don't have an authority, just a strategy, when they make decisions for major life decisions, they need to wait 28 days. And this is, again, another reason why it's so important for us to know about all of the human design types, because even if you're not a reflector, it now allows you to be more compassionate for the other types, knowing that, okay, I'm a generator and I'm here to be like spontaneous, do things in the now, get shit done. But your reflector friends are not. They are here to be very deliberate, not spontaneous. So they need to wait 28 days before they make any major life decisions like taking up a job or signing up for school or saying yes to a marriage proposal. Yes, yes, I'm telling you. That can be really difficult, especially when we live in a society that is so now, 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 get shit done now. We want answers now. Take action now. Just do it, right? That's the kind of society that we live in. And we don't have a society that supports people like project or. Er, like reflectors. So reflectors uh, make decisions with the lunar cycle. So it's really a a good piece of advice, if I may offer you a piece of advice, (laughs) is to um, journal your energetic and emotional dispositions as you move through each phase of the lunar cycle. So, I mean, considering what I know about the moon, I would want to say that, you, you know, just as a guessing here, that reflectors, you're probably feeling more energetic and have the most amount of energy when it's a full moon. And you probably have the least amount of energy and need to rest when it is a new moon. That's how the energy works with the moon. So I wonder if that's helpful for you. Maybe get back to me on that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And so the sign of a reflector to tell them that they're living in design is surprise. So when they feel surprise, that means that they are living in accordance with their design. And if only I were a reflector, I'm not able to fully understand what that feels like. I mean, obviously I've been surprised before, but not every day after every decision that I make, right? And that's the thing, you know. I, I, can, I can talk about human design types and whatnot all day but at the end of the day I am a projector and in theory I understand all of these other types and I've talked to a lot of people and done a lot of design reads and done a lot of studying so in theory I feel like I have a really good grasp of what it means to be the other types but at the end of the day I am a projector, and I am constantly wanting to learn from the other types because I don't know what it feels like to be a manifestor. I don't know what it feels like to be a generator or a reflector or a mani gen. I only know what it truly know what it feels like to be a projector. So that's another reason why I'm so keen to hear your feedback, and that's why I'm keen to um, set up this giveaway this way so that you I can hear that feedback from you because that really helps me. I love learning from the other other types and hearing how their lives have changed or improved once implementing human design into their life and what kind of abundance they attract and manifest into their life. I love hearing that. Um, But anyways, reflectors, sorry to go off on another tangent. (laughs) Reflectors, your not self theme is disappointed. So anytime that you are Um, feeling disappointment after making a decision, then you know that that decision was probably out of alignment for you. Um, Another note about reflectors is that environment is extremely important. Um, Reflectors are affected by everything in their environment. They don't have any defined centers, which that's for another day, what centers are. But they don't have any defined centers, so that means that they are empathic in every energy center in their body. And this is why they are a cosmic mirror. Is they're constantly sensing the energy that is in their environment. So reflectors, my advice to you is to make sure that your home is a happy one and that it supports you and your energetic needs. That's going to be really important to you. Feng shui, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the shit for you. You're going to want to learn about feng shui because balancing the energies in your space is going to be awesome for you. Okay, well let me tell you, I am so glad that I waited until I had the energy to really focus on this podcast episode because I felt so in flow this whole time. I, I felt like I just could have talked forever and I feel like I really got my point across um, and explained everything that I wanted to. So let's do a quick summarization here. So we talked about what is energy? Wow, going back to all the way. What is energy? <laughs> so we talked about what is energy and how humans are literally potential energy, and that everything is energy. Um, we also talked about uh, making decisions that are in alignment with your energy by following your human design, and how that greatly benefits you. And how you know when you follow design, when you follow your human design, this helps you work with your energy instead of against it so when you work with your energy you're constantly um, swimming with the tide in life and things just happen to you effortlessly and with ease that's not to say you won't you know come by obstacles but you'll be able to navigate and move through those obstacles with so much more grace poise and confidence right right And yeah, we make about 60,000 decisions a day because we have about 60,000 thoughts a day. So we make about 60,000 decisions a day and using your human design means to be able to follow your strategy and follow your authority, which is ultimately your intuition, your inherent intuition that is specific for you. When you follow that intuition and you do that with confidence and you experience your sign, your signature, then you know that you are on the right path. And ultimately, human design gives you a permission slip to be your true self, and you greatly benefit the collective when you do so, when you embody that true version of you, because human design shows you where, where your inherent strengths are, where your, what your purpose is, and how that shows up for you in your everyday life. And now, relating this back to energy, human design shows you where your energetic potential is. Is. So I talked a little bit about how, you know, I do experience limitations within my human design, but ultimately I only feel the effects of those limitations when I'm not living in my design. There is so much potential within the energetic means, within my energetic budget, so to speak, quote unquote, budget. There is so much potential hidden in my energetic means that. Instead of trying to reach outside of my energetic potential or outside of my energetic means, what if I work inside of my energetic energetic means and really maximize and optimize it? That is where the magic and where your power lives. This shit is fucking phenomenal, you guys. And we've only, we've only skimmed the surface. I've only told you like 1% of the information that is out there. There is so much... To learn. So if you resonated with this, I'd love, love, love if you entered to win my free human design read. I'd love to do a free human design read for you. Um, so rem- reminder of how to do that is to make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on your Instagram story at confidently.amber and share your major breakthroughs and takeaways with um, from this episode. And I also let you know that I do offer free 45 minute confidence calls, um, which is basically like a little session where we talk about whatever the hell is on your beautiful mind. And if you want to talk about your human design, then we can certainly do that as part of uh, signing up or registering for a conference call. You need to provide me with your birth details so I can be prepared with your human design info before we meet. And if you want to work with me further beyond that, that's amazing. I would love to to help you embody the true you and help you follow your life by your design so you can experience a life that is in alignment with your truth and personal power and um, attract a major abundance into your life and ultimately fulfill your soul's purpose. This is what I want to help you with. And the human design is a framework that I use, you know, energetics is one of the fundamentals, it's one of the pillars that I work through alongside unconscious programming and confident self-talk. Wow, so we made it, we made it through this episode. (laughs) Thank you for listening, I know that it's been a long one, but I'm so excited about this topic and I'm excited to share more with you about this as I also continue to learn and continue to um, learn from the people whose reads that I do from them, because I learn almost as much as you do in a read so that's really great but anyways thank you for listening and I hope you had a major breakthrough or takeaway and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode thank you so much for listening to today's episode I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing. A small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode.